0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. My name is Joe Marcellino. Alongside me once again is former longtime football coach in New Hampshire, Mike Lockman. Mike, how are we doing today? Doing good, Joe. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm ready for a final week of high school, foo- well, f- high school football regular season. Yeah. Unbelievable that, uh, that we're already here. Uh, we're once again recording the show at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. As always, you can send us your questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at Uh You can listen to the show every Wednesday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. Well, oh, uh, I kind of want to start with uh, with a game that actually neither of us were at um, because it was a game that surprised me a little bit um, in the outcome. Not, I mean, I expected it to be maybe a, a competitive game. Um, but Saturday afternoon's game between Salem and Goffstown, I I kind of thought that that Salem would be the favorite going into that. Thought that they'd come away with a win, um, just given how well they they've been playing, playing very well defensively. Uh, and of course, the opposite happens. Goffstown comes out of there with a with a one point win, and really, I, I mean, they're maybe not exactly, but they're kind of. It puts them in very good position to win the North Conference and have a home game next week. Yeah. I, unbelievable. I th- I, I'd i say that's unbelievable. Today. Yeah, I don't think many people would have predicted that um, outside of, of Goffstown. And I'm sure, that, you know,
1: it, it takes a lot of believing no, in yourself. I mean, to come
0: on, we, we know Justin Huff good enough. He would not have predicted. At least he wouldn't have told us he, he was predicting <laughs> He definitely that, uh, wouldn't uh, have told us. No, no. no. But, uh, no, it, it
1: sounded like a game of... Uh, of heroics for Goffstown, which, you know, if you go back, though, and you look at some games we have been to and then others that we've we've read about or seen, you know, Goffstown's whole season, uh, in large part, I guess I should say, not the whole season, but has been these kind of heroic efforts where they've had to come from behind or, you know, make some extraordinary things happen in the second half of the game. Um, kind of no different, right? I mean, you're, you're facing into um, a defense that has four shutouts this yeah, season uh,
0: hadn't had only given up more than 10 points once all year yeah uh
1: and and uh i mean the last td i think they even gave up was to londonderry which was week oh, they, they gave one up to
0: windham in, in kind of garbage time oh did they okay yeah, yeah, yeah so
1: maybe we say the starting defense hasn't given up a May,
0: maybe not fair to call that garbage time because was only 17 nothing at that point but it it felt kind of like right uh, right like, like it but i mean a, a lights out salem defense yeah.
1: um and, yeah, then you get a, kind of a gutsy performance from Jarrett Hinault, who overcame, I think, four interceptions, uh, one of which was a pick six. To I mean, but just to be a warrior, hang in there, throw for 250, and uh, I think he had a couple touchdowns, 260, 250, and a couple touchdowns. Uh, you know, they highlighted a, a sophomore receiver named Peyton Strickland who had some huge game gains at big times. Picard 160 on 20 carries, so they were running the ball too yeah, and running it yeah. well against the Salem defense. It's been lights out yeah. against the run.
0: It's um, it sets up a pretty interesting weekend coming up uh, because with that that game compounded with, um, of course, Bedford beat Timberlane. Yeah. So both Goffstown and Bedford six and two, Goffstown of coor, or excuse me, Bedford holds the head to head tiebreaker. So if they finish tied, you know Bedford wins the the conference. However. Um, Pinkerton on the other s- on the other in the South Conference other side of the, the cluster uh, beat Wyndham Saturday 28 7 to go to 5 and 3 Bedford finishes the season at, P- at Pinkerton on Friday uh, hopefully on Friday weather weather allowing yeah um, the winner of that game is is getting a playoff berth um, because they both be six and three the winner or excuse me if Pinkerton wins they both be six and three and they'd hold the head-to-head tiebreaker which puts them um, and then if Goffstown wins on Friday, that would put them at seven and two. Bedford at six and three. So it's an interesting kind of, yeah. you know, it, a lot can swing on this one game. Um, you know, and Gosstown finishes with Timberlane, so you know, yeah. should be a game that you know, conceivably they would they would win, right? Um, well, and, it, and 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 like th- at the beginning of the month, who would have thought this? No, that, that this was going to you know line
1: up this way. That's yeah, part of what makes it so great, that, especially this year that it's been like this, right? And then right. you you look at so first of all, let's talk about that Pinkerton. Uh, Pinkerton Bedford game, then we could talk a little bit about the Pinkerton Wyndham game, which was kind of an interesting game in itself. But uh, so, Pink, if, if I would say that if Brian O'Reilly has anything to say about that game regardless of whether that's going to be played because bad weather will probably <laughs> uh, 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 favor Bernab- Pinkerton Bernab-
0: well they've got the turf now too that's what I mean so right. I mean that should yeah that should um, field conditions shouldn't factor in right to whether they play that game or not
1: right now. you get a good you get a good turf field there that you you don't have to worry about tearing up or getting muddy and, and having a safety issue um, and, and even though Bedford has run the ball more than traditionally I think a bad weather game just favors Pinkerton's style a little bit better. I would think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And Pinkerton's there on the strength of a twenty-eight-seven win over Wyndham this weekend, which didn't sound like it started out favorably for Pinkerton. Uh, it sounded like Wyndham went down the field on a on a clock murdering, sixteen-yard. Uh, I mean, sixteen-play drive. Uh, you know, got a one-yard touchdown run from Harris, uh, forced Pinkerton to punt the next two drives uh if i had told you uh you know that they would bottle mcginnis up the way that they did so so uh mcginnis returned from pinkerton this right. week but his stats were interesting right he had 129 yards but 120 of those were on two carries the rest of the time they held him to nine yards on six additional carries so it sounded like Wyndham did a great job of bottling yeah. him up like, except except, <laughs> except for two times yeah. right yeah. um and then potvin had another good game for pinkerton as well Uh, in the air so uh so that was kind of an interesting game it sounded like you know again it kind of started out with a momentum thing that you would say hey maybe Wyndham is going to give them a great game here and then uh all of a sudden Pinkerton kind of
0: exploded on the big play yeah just um it's it's exciting to have these kind of scenarios coming down to the end of the season um I think too often well not too often or or some years there's been like I think of the year uh, wh- what was it, 2016? Where not only did we know the playoff matchups going into the yeah. final week of the regular season, those teams were playing each other yeah, in the final week of the, the regular same season. Matchup, it was going right. to be the same games right. two weeks in a row. So that last week was very uh, anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not fun. I, r- I do remember that, and it was kind of yeah. eye rolling. Yeah. So this week it, weekend on that side, we've at least got um, you know a couple games there that have some pretty big uh, importance. On the other side, the East-West cluster, um, maybe not quite to the same degree, but, you know, you've got a couple games that are are going to um, affect uh, the postseason. Um, the one that we kind of looked at maybe a few weeks ago as being a big one is this uh, Exeter at South game coming yeah. up Friday. Um, but that one, uh, both teams know they're in. Exeter's going to be hosting um, regardless of what happens in that game. South, with a win, wraps up the three seed, and they go play Exeter. Um you know, mm. if you know, with a win they go play Exeter the fu- uh, next week uh, in the playoffs. With a loss, they can still wrap up that seed. Um, the only thing that's kind of up in the air, uh, I believe, is if they were to lose that game to Exeter, Merrimack loses to to win a kinda, and BG wins. That would put BG in the playoffs and Merrimack out. But and then because BG has the tiebreaker with South, it would put BG at the three seed, South at the four seed. Yeah, um, but. Did, did you see The Hangover? Yes. You know the scene where yes. they have
1: uh, they have him counting cards in the casino, and you can yeah. see all the equations oh, the, going yeah. through his head. And <laughs> you, <laughs> was, that, was that just floating <laughs> around that's my head? Kind of what I'm visualizing. Well, just when well,
0: we're, 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 we're talking about the easy division to figure <laughs> right, out, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, so what we do know is North is North is the one seed. Exeter's the two seed. Uh, no update yet on the uh, the status of uh, North's curtis harris haven't haven't heard anything haven't seen anything yet but he did look like he tweaked his knee um friday night oh. came out of the game but was you know walking around and and good enough spirits to to chat with us after the game yeah um yeah hope, you know, so, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he's it's okay yeah, maybe yeah. he just
1: got scared you know a little scared something was sore kind of yeah, sprained yeah. a little bit and
0: and hopefully um you know wow. wouldn't be surprised if they gave him you know they play portsmouth this week yeah game that that really doesn't affect the standings in any way so maybe they give him the week off. Yeah. Let him get ready for for the playoff game. Um you know and then uh as we said Merrimack plays Winickott um you know at home this week. You got a of team that had to go all the way out to Keene last Friday um and lost 27 to nothing. yeah Has to go back to go back home, come back to Merrimack this week. Um quite not quite as bad a drive, but um still yeah. A pretty decent uh, road trip there. And then BG plays Dover at home Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and is Winniconnant winless or did they, they have one they win? They have one? a They have a win. Yeah. Okay. They have a win over uh, Dover, I believe.
1: Ah, yes. Yeah. 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 So but still uh, kind of a stinging Winniconnant team will be going into Merrimack, who, by the way, is themselves kind of reeling from a tough weekend. They and they may and
0: be without their quarterback, too, as um, I you know, it kind of it kinda happened late in the game um, Friday. But. James Dowling went down with a what looked like an ankle injury. Yeah. Um and he looked, you know, he left the the game on crutches. Uh Oh no. And Friday he's a night. big factor so, yeah on well, he had, as well, Yeah, played a lot on defense. They actually moved him out to uh receiver the second half um and had Kyle Crampton in there at quarterback um against North to try to just jump start yeah. something, I believe, and um you know, so that's going to, you know, uh, whether he's you know, un- under center or out there on the end. I yeah. mean, it's a big loss either way for them on both sides of the ball.
1: Um, yeah, it is. It sounded like he had a tough night too. It yeah, coming off almost like a career night
0: two weeks ago. Sounded like North did an outstanding job on uh, taking on away, taking game. away um, Devin Woods and, and Jared Dyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did a, a great job of that. And um, I mean, North's defense is. I, I mean we talk about the offense and, and Harris and what he does, but I mean, they're just as good defensively, uh, if not better. I, I think. Um, yeah, you've said that several times. A couple times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so the, again, uh, that side's going to be. We're not going to know fully. I think. Well, if Merrimack wins, that that's sh- actually probably. Now that I now that I say that, let me correct myself. If Merrimack wins Friday night, then that kind of takes out any. Um, I think any possibility for BG to get in. Yeah. Um, because they would lose the tie lose out on tiebreakers. BG uh, has who left? Dover on Saturday night.
1: No, that should be a good game. But
0: if Merrimack loses. That kind of opens the door there. That makes that a big game for a must-win game for BG. Yeah. Um, you know, even yeah, you know, uh, m- more chance. so than it would be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's um, let's try to figure out the uh, or talk a little bit about like what what might be going on in Division Two. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna be able to <laughs> figure it out. We're be out but able we can to at least chat. About yeah. It. We can talk about it. Well, first off, a couple of um, a couple of huge, huge games. games. Yeah. Huge games. You had Bo taking its undefeated record um, to Kennett coming away with a huge win uh what 41 nothing in that one yeah um so clearly you know bow is um that w- that wraps up the top seed out of the north for them meaning they'll be no worse than the two seed yep. going into the playoffs um you know what else that tells you by the way
1: not to cut you off oh, but not yeah, uh, yeah. kennett has really struggled against teams that can pound the ball on the ground
0: they, yeah, their two I mean, losses to Bow and to Milford. Bo yeah. and Milford yeah. are
1: both um, very, very good offensive lines. Very good running teams that are diverse. Y- you know, in terms of how they get right. their job yeah. done. And yeah. uh, I mean, and, and th- those were decisive losses for them. Yeah. So
0: interesting. It also drops Kennett um, a little bit in the standings. Of course, why um, Division Two is all based on ratings yeah. in terms of um, tiebreakers and all that. So teams Plymouth and Kennet are both six and two. Kennett holds the head-to-head tiebreaker, but right now Plymouth is ahead because of their football rating. Right. Um, you know, and you look on the other side, It two really big games there in the south with Pelham uh, coming away with a, a win over St. Thomas and Hollis Brookline uh, really taking it to Alvern, putting up 51 points on, on Alvern's defense, which, um, you know, sets up some very interesting games for this coming Friday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, i got to be honest with you. I, I feel bad saying it because I shouldn't. Feel this way, <laughs> but both of those games surprised me. Maybe not the the win loss, but the
0: the, uh, the margin margin of yeah, victory. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: was down nine seven. Um, they just won. F- I mean, this was their fifth straight win. Yeah. And you know, it's like the team that nobody still nobody's really talking a lot about. They scored four touchdowns in the second half against you know what is not a perfect. You know, they've got some flaws, but they're still a good Saint, Saint Thomas, Thomas team. Yeah, a good four and four. Yeah, is really what they are. Uh, and it sounded like. Pelham kind of was able to um, guard against a huge momentum swing. There was a blocked field goal. Um, but then really quickly, uh, Evan Haskins picks off uh, an errant pass that was thrown. Um, and then they're able to bang it in, like on the next play with, with uh, I think it's pronounced Charlie Caton, who runs yeah, it in from yeah. 35 yards. I mean, talk about an emotional lift, right? All of a sudden you get a, a field goal blocked, and, you know, that's that can be challenging from a quick change standpoint and all of a sudden bang you're picking the ball off running it in from 35 yards out and then Caton has a a a short 27 yard punt return for another touchdown you know uh, you had St. Thomas was kind of kicking out of the very back of their own end zone Kind
0: of a rough yeah, that—that's <laughs> kind of a not a punt return you normally hear uh, right. unless, there's yeah, right. unless there's a block or, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
1: but uh, I, I think just operating in the tight space out of the back of your own end zone, he probably just had to kick it really quick. Yeah. Just get rid of it, and uh, Kaiten took advantage of it. So uh, away you go, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it, that's a that's a huge win for Pelham, and I think they're flying high right now. They might be the most dangerous team in that south yeah well well, except for (laughs) now hollis brookline Uh, yeah (laughs) but
0: uh, yeah um i mean 51 points is 51 points i mean they they had that um you know they've gotten to about that point against some other teams in the in the division but i mean we're talking hanover conval teams that give up a lot of points Yeah, you're not talking about Uh, alvern yeah yeah that hadn't given up more than 22 all year right uh in a game and had only given up 14 in the previous four weeks. Right. You know, so that was that was a little bit of an eye-opener. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't get either any easier for either team. No. Because um, alvin has got to go to Milford on Friday. And Hollis goes to St. Thomas in a game that St. Thomas needs to win. Is a must-win. Have any shot at getting in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we talked a little bit about it last – maybe it was two weeks ago. When I, I saw the Sauhegan hollis game, and it was like Hollis had suddenly discovered um, – a new dimension of offense, which was the running game. You wow. know, they had Mark what? Thermitis what? <laughs> over 160 yards. But Thermitis, again, uh, played a big role. You know, you talk about Wimmer having almost 400 yards, uh, throwing the ball and all You know, the things that you're used to talking about with Hollis. But then you add Mark Thermitis running for over, you know, I think he, he just scratched a little bit over 100 on the day. I mean, that's huge. That's 500 yards of offense um and now you now you have teams that are used to just playing coverage against you and stuff well now you got to worry about thermitis and the offensive line and the running game Hollis is dangerous
0: I sorry I didn't mean to cut you no, off no that's was it that's a, I, that I, was my I, point Hollis, did, Hollis is dangerous, dangerous I want to <laughs> I want to go back I want to go back for a second though to, to, to Pelham and just talk about defensively i uh, just you know thinking about this again you know we we're talking about they held you know St. Thomas to 15 points um last weekend team that's definitely put up points this year you look go back um they held sowhegan to 20 which i gotta imagine is below their average they held hollis to 15 yep Uh, which is obviously unbelievably yeah um when you look at you know they've scored uh 48 or more now four times this year uh excuse me five times this year they hold milford to 14 and they hold Alvern to 15 in the season opener yeah um you know so pelham's defense is is legit and i i mean that's going to be a hard game for anybody, you know. Whom, no matter who they line up with, yeah. uh, come playoff time. Well, uh, and, and the loss to Milford,
1: by the way, was was well, uh, It yeah. was a gutsy overtime right.
0: decision that they made, which,
1: by the way, I don't dispute. It's easy to dispute when it doesn't work, but the way that that overtime frame had kind of gone, Milford kind of banged the ball in, not with ease, but I mean, I think it was clear to to uh, Pelham's coaching staff, like, hey, you know, we we got to win it right here. If we get into a double triple overtime thing it's, it's yeah, not going to yeah. go in our favor yeah. and they made a gutsy call so they were one gutsy call that i would not argue was the wrong call to
0: make from being from, from being seven and one and, and in first place in the in the conference right um you know looking at this like we said it's uh there's a lot of moving parts that go into to d2 because of the two conferences the rate using the point rating system to determine the the seeding um, so every game this weekend really counts um, because you can pick up a couple points here and there depending on who wins and who you've beaten. Um, the things I would probably say I feel most confident in, say <laughs> in saying, uh, Bow, Plymouth, Kennett, Milford, Pelham, Alvern, and Hollis Brookline. Those, are, I think, are, um, as of right now, seven teams in the playoffs. That's... I think th- I think that's uh, pretty yep. clear, pretty obvious. Seeding um, still seeding still all yeah. a mess. Yeah, you, I mean you know that Bow is going to be the one or two seed. Yep. Um, Milford wins. It's the one or two seed. Um, Alvin beats Milford. I think that would probably pop them up to you know the top seed out of the South. Looking at the other end, uh, Sauhegan beats Bow. They've got a they're in. They lose to Bow. I think that opens the door for St. Thomas if they beat Hollis Brookline. I know Guilford Belmont's right there at four and four, but you know they they've got um, John Stark this weekend. A win over John Stark I- is not going to, I think, give them enough points to boost them up over right. e- a five and four or yeah, or five and four Saint Thomas. Stark got so banged up at the beginning of the year they just they just haven't been able to recover. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, really it's it that last playoff spot comes down to um, South or Saint Thomas, and both have very very tough games this week with. Um, St. Thomas mm-hmm. hosting Hollis, Sauhegan going two-bow. So. Yeah. And it's almost... Uh, are both Would both of those teams end at five and four? If Sauhegan loses and St. Thomas wins, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's both al- be five and almost four. inconceivable Yeah, which think. I th- believe that would be the first time since they've gone to the two conferences in D2 that a five and four team would would get in. I have to go I have to go check that, but Yeah. Um, I think that would be a first, yeah, which that's would totally make sense for this. this I suppose se- it would. Season. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's almost impossible to yeah. believe, but yeah. then
1: you think, yeah, I guess it does kind of make sense. I mean, sense you could look at, at you could look run.
0: at Sauhegan finishing 5 and 4 with being the only team to beat Milford in the regular season and then not making the, making the playoffs. Right. Which is also well, just seems crazy also
1: just goes to show those rivalry
0: games anything yeah, can happen anything you know? can happen yeah speaking of um a bit of a rivalry game that I was at in in D3 uh on Saturday with Manadnock coming to Campbell uh rematch of the last two Division 3 championship games and yeah i mean early on it looked like it was going to be a Campbell runaway um you know Keegan Mills had a couple long touchdown runs in the first half Connor Sweeney had one as well they were um you know Monadnock was getting its yards but you know, they were uh, – Campbell's defense was was getting off the field. Um, there was one long touchdown pass uh, from an knock that got them – made it 20-6 to six at halftime. Yeah. Campbell comes right out, though, in the second half, goes right down the field on a play that uh, – a, a touchdown run by Mills that I think was only about 40-something yards, but he probably ran about 120. <laughs> yeah. <easy. laughs> he, he was uh, – you know, in, I think the lone guy in the backfield took the snap I don't know if he was actually supposed to throw, but someone got through the line and he faked a throw and just to commit and then just started running around the right side. It got closed off over there. He cut all the way back across the field and went down the other sideline and scored. Yeah. You know, so that makes it 26, six and it's like, those are the kind of runs by the way
1: where you're the opposing coach or defensive coordinator. It just makes you want to rip your eyeballs out (laughs) on the ground. I mean, it's like, (laughs) you got to be kidding uh, me did that really just is that kid yeah, really that yeah. good or is
0: our defense that undisciplined yeah. or <laughs> um but you know i mean found a way to get back into it they they played a little bit better i uh, executed better on offense in the second half yeah. um they blocked the punt that got them the ball um at campbell's 21 scored after that yeah um forced a fumble that got them the ball inside the 20 again scored off of that all of a sudden it's a 27 26 they actually turnovers after that second touchdown it tied it at 26 um came out to go for two which i think they always do i when i've seen them they've always gone for two um they took a timeout and out of the timeout they kicked the extra point i was yeah and it clearly like looked a little uh a little rough yeah. Uh, so uh, something that
1: they're not probably – is not something to, that they choose often, to do a yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah, They call the timeout to say, okay, now remember, we snap yeah. the ball, the guy holds uh, it, he puts it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks, it, was so, it was so out of the ordinary, I think. They have a left-footed kicker. Yeah. Uh, the official that's behind lined up on the wrong side. Oh, yeah. And before he blew the – he, you know, realized this, thankfully, before he blew the ball into play and ran around yeah, to the other totally. side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but then you know Campbell ends up coming back um, after some wacky officiating uh, down the stretch, um, you know, and, and they're able to come back. They get two long t- or a long touchdown run by Mills um, to go up thirty-two um, twenty-six or excuse me thirty-two twenty-seven. Cam Barrett picks off Nate Doyle, returns that deep, Mills scores again, and it's forty to twenty-seven. Yeah, and uh, Barrett came like up with m- another interception and pretty much ended it wow it sounds like mills was a beast then. oh he was i didn't like over 260 yards uh, yeah. with five touchdowns uh, just a, a ridiculous uh performance from him and it was I mean, it was kind of feast or famine if they if they were able to keep him from getting to the second level you know it was short short gains a couple of losses yeah but if he got through that was it forget about it yeah. he was gone um i think i saw this this morning um that gives him over 5,000 yards uh in his Campbell career which is uh, just an inconceivable number like yeah for any high school kid at any position yeah uh, I wonder how that stacks up in terms of state records and stuff you
1: know there's the the Jellison records and the Matt Jordan from Pinkerton yeah does uh, I forget the kid who was from Fall Mountain who ended up going to uh St. A's. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that was back in like the 90s, but he, he had some huge yeah. career as well that was kind of up
0: there in the echelons of state records. Yeah, and Campbell um, has a big one coming up again this Friday. They go to Lebanon, 8-0 Lebanon, who uh, upset Campbell in the, f- the regular season finale last year yeah. and, and knocked them down into the, th- the third seed. Um, you know, But looking at um, the standings, Campbell and Trinity both at 7-1, and two games ahead of uh, Monadnock, Stevens and, and Hillsborough during Hopkinton right now um, you know so you got to figure that that those two teams are pretty much locked into home playoff games of course the top eight make it in d3 um, Trinity beat Stevens
1: beat, this weekend beat Stevens this is um, a pretty, pretty solid yeah win. solid win for yeah. them
0: um, you know they they look like they're and of course they have that win f- over Campbell earlier in the year yeah um, so they look like they're in um, yeah that was an over pretty great win. position yeah pretty much put yeah. them in the the driver's seat for that yeah. number two seed, um, you know they have um, drawn a blank here. Summersworth coming up this weekend, so um, and that's that's a big game for Summersworth because if you look at the other end of the um, other end of the standings, you've got three teams tied at three and five for two playoff spots: uh, Newport, Summersworth, and Laconia. Um, you know, and right now Newport looks like it's in, it would be in today. You know, if, if yeah. one of those kind of things um you know and laconia has um laconia and and summersworth are tied record and rating right now so laconia has the tiebreaker and a head with a head-to-head win um so yeah that's a big game for summersworth um you know big game for laconia playing interlakes Moultonboro. Yeah. and then newport um has epic new market yeah
1: so so, um hillsborough daring hopkinton got back on track this week they end with I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, they,
0: they picked up a win over Epping Newmarket. They have to go to Stevens uh, Friday night. Yeah. So that's a, a good one for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and depending on what Monadnock does um, against, well, playing Kearsarge, um, you got to think they're going to win. At, you know, Kearsarge winless at this point in the yeah. year. Um, probably going to end up, Monadnock probably going to end up with uh, with that fourth seed in the home playoff game, but you never know. No. Um, it's wh- why they play the games, right? Yeah be as cliche as i possibly can <laughs> oh we got more no. <laughs> there's all kinds of cliches uh, we could roll out so you know if we're going to talk scenarios though i think um think the ones we'd be most accurate on might be division four yeah, uh, because their season's done right <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty cut and dry fairly confident <laughs> in saying that this that the playoffs for division four you'll have uh, number one seed Winnisquam, uh seven and zero undefeated again this year uh hosting bishop brady finished four and three and then uh, in the other playoff game, you'll have Fall Mountain going to Raymond. Both finished 5-2. and two. Raymond has, I, I, I believe, that again, the, the tiebreaker would be rating. Raymond has a better rating. They also hold a head-to-head win, so yeah. that seems likely to be a case. And, of course, those games aren't for two weeks. They will open their playoff season the first weekend – or, excuse me, second weekend in November, not this weekend. So they have yeah. another bye week built into their, um, their schedule. And, you know, uh,
1: congratulations to Fall Mountain –
0: I think it's been a long drought for them, and yeah. there's been a
1: couple years since we've been doing this podcast where, where we've speculated at the beginning of the season, "Hey, this could be their year. They're bringing a lot of guys back, and they've fallen on some injuries and some things that have prevented that from, uh, you know, from coming through." But you know, they they broke in now. What are they? They're the third. S- They'll be the third seed, seed yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, congratulations to them. You know,
0: and we we I know we talked at the beginning of the year when they started zero and two, kind of. Oh, saying, geez, saying, oh boy, I, what's yeah. going on? Um, and they've won five in a row since then. Yeah. Um and those two losses were to Winnesquam and to Raymond, the right. you know, two teams ahead of them in the standing. So right. you know, shame on us. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh any final thoughts on this weekend or, or last weekend before we wrap up for the Wh- What's for the biggest
1: game? G- is it do you think Pinkerton Bedford I think is Bedford's the biggest game uh, in the state?
0: Um I mean, there's, a lot there's probably there's that's probably the one with the most on the line. I mean, Sauhegan Bow. I mean, that's a big one for Sauhegan, but yeah. but for Bow, that game's yeah. largely meaningless. Yeah. Um, Milford-Alvern, Milford alvern Milford Alvern's pretty big, but both teams are going to be in and probably hosting home games, I would think. Yeah. Uh, regardless, Alvern might might not end if they lose that game. They probably would end up on the road, but um, they're both in um so yeah that bedford pinkerton game probably probably is the one uh if you're looking for probably the most meaningful game to go to on friday yeah uh, that would probably be it outstanding well. <laughs> well everyone in uh yeah enjoy these games this weekend the last regular season week of the year uh mike thanks again for for joining me yeah thank you i am joe marcellina thanks for listening